So running on empty, Mary sends her remaining daughter back to live with her mother and starts working again as a nurse, taking up employment at the, uh, the, um, Sunderland Infirmary, House of Recovery for the Cure of Contagious Fever Dispensary and Humane Society. Wow. They really liked long names back then. <laughs> Ooh, and good for them. Yeah, yeah. You know, it'd better. probably be, today, it'd be like an acronym, like the SI or something, which is just... KGB. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, so... Wait, long wait. names, everybody. So, let's see, uh, if it were... Uh, an acronym would be just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to We Talk About Dead People, a podcast where we pick two dead people and talk about their lives. I'm your host, Aaron C., and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, James D. Say hi, James. I live! (laughs) (laughs) That is relevant to this episode, I will say. (laughs) Okay. But what do you live for, James? (laughs) Cigarettes. Okay. (laughs) I got Uh, you started on that. Yes, but I live were reportedly Caligula's last words. Really? Yes. Oh, As he was... Well, well, we'll spoiler alert, this episode's about Caligula, everybody. Uh, uh, well, anyway, maybe. before we get into Caligula, we gotta we gotta let you know that we hope to keep our listeners entertained and interested while we break down these characters from the odd and exciting family that is humanity. And the way this works is that James and I will do our amateurish best to give a basic account of the major events in these people's lives and how they responded to them. We also hope to give a fairly accurate depiction of their individual character, which is harder to do, but we're gonna try anyway. So, James, who do we have this week? Caligula? Well, uh, <laughs> yes, we have two characters whose lives are filled with controversy and terror. And who are these two characters? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, these two individuals were both infamous butchers and evildoers, filling their time with grisly violence. Uh, yes, but uh, what are their names? One, a mighty emperor of Rome, and the other an English woman with a secret life. Uh, Jim, tell me their goddamn names already. Their legacy... Oh, shit. <laughs> Their legacy is still with us, and... What are their fucking names, James? Just calm yourself. Uh, Their names are Mary Ann Cotton and Caligula. Okay, good. That's a good start. Now, what are their real names? That are are their... (laughs) (laughs) That are their real names! One woman, a world of adventure. On one side, Mary Ann Cotton, a notorious British serial killer. On the other, Caligula, the madman of the Roman Empire, known for his love and all things evil and disgusting and... Oh, oh, oh my god, did he actually do all that shit? What the fuck? So if I had to describe your wardrobe... Yeah. Hmm, the words I would use are... Hmm... Monkeyish. <laughs> oh, okay. Like you forgot how to dress yourself or something. Mm, uh, yeah. I, you wear like three day old t shirts and, mm, you know, camo pants like you're some sort of truther, like the end of the world is coming. Yeah, it is. You look like you live out of, out of a trailer, which um, is appropriate because you do. You do live well, in a trailer. Yes. Uh, hmm. Um,. Mm, yeah, well, that that's what I would say anyway. Mm. So you, are, are you describing my ideal wardrobe then? I'm describing your current wardrobe. My, oh, my current wardrobe. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. well, uh, I'm going to go more with your ideal wardrobe. Okay. And uh, I'll be generous, don't worry. Okay. So I was thinking kind of a, a woodsy look okay. to it. Um, I'm going to go from top to bottom, I think. Mm, uh, that's the way I like it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I know. Um, 
So, on your feet, you're wearing Uggs. Well, you said top to bottom. You're starting with the feet. Am I upside down? <laughs> I'm hanging you by your feet. <laughs> okay. okay. So, my feet? Yeah, you're wearing Uggs, and then you're also, uh, in an effort to make them look more manly, you've painted crossbones and skulls on them. Oh, great. But, uh, so, moving on, your legs, you're wearing Robin Hood tights. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so I thought this was uh, describing my ideal wardrobe, not what like what you'd like to see me wearing. Uh, well, you know. Oh, God. <laughs> <My> ideal. <laughs> We're not gay. Okay. <laughs> but Pickles is. Pickles is definitely gay. And he's looking to mingle. <laughs> so. Uh, moving on. On your torso, you're wearing a corset made out of raccoon pelts. Okay. <laughs> And a cowboy hat. That's a classic look. So I'm wearing a corset with raccoon pelts and a cowboy hat. Um, Is there anything on the cowboy hat? Just a plain black sexy cowboy hat. Mm, Yes. Yes. I sound like just just like your everyday Texan. The only thing thing missing is a belt buckle that you could, you know, surf a wave on. That's a, uh, actually a, that's actually a Texan pastime is taking your belt buckle off and sledding down a hill full of snow in Texas. Uh, in Texas, well, they don't get snow very much. It's just pollution. So, which is why you never see it happening. But that's why they wear them. Fun fact, just in case. <laughs> wow, they're ready. So, uh, computer, please bring up Marianne Cotton and Caligula. Affirmative, my lord. So, Aaron, tell me what Mary Ann Cotton is best known for. Uh, well, she's best known for being a terrible, terrible woman who just. You know, killed children oh, and more. God, <laughs> she killed children more often than I see children. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the court's ruling. I just uh, don't look down too much. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I'll tell you what she looks like, though. Okay, she literally looks like my grandma. Uh huh. Hungover, huh. sleepy, boring, super boring. Oh my God, this woman is so boring looking. <laughs> I've only <laughs> sleep just looking at her. Oh Jesus! Uh, in her only known photo, she's wearing a goddamn picnic spread, and her hair uh. is done up like Princess Leia got drunk and made a Snapchat filter. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, in this photo it also appears as though she has one normal hand and one crab claw sources conflict on whether or not she was half crustacean <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, crustacean so, so uh um what was caligula best known for james well caligula is best known for being a crazy roman emperor who did crazy things with crazy people and left a crazy legacy that sounds great so uh what did he look like he looked very pale and stone-faced. Is that because the only existing portrait of him is a stone bust? <laughs> you are ruining my joke. <laughs> okay. Ah, uh, yes. Well, so, uh, so much for that. He looks very pale and stone-faced. His ears are as tough as iron, and his eyes do not have pupils. Oh. His hair b- fails to blow in the wind and just sticks to his head like glue. Yep, this was a good joke. I'm sorry. It was a great <laughs> joke, uh, and you stole it. Yep, okay. Stole my joke. Stole my heart. Oh, well, moving on. I think I think uh, I think we should take a quick break before we jump into this because it's gonna be it's gonna be intense. I need a smoke. Yep, need a smoke. Need like three smokes, a cup of coffee, another three smokes, and, and a then- woman. <laughs> And we are back to We Talk About Dead People, and we have just smoked an entire pack of cigarettes and planted eye from cancer today. So, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, why I sound like uh, I just woke up. It's not because I just woke up. It's because I smoked an entire pack of cigarettes. You gotta stop lying. Yeah. You gotta stop lying. I gotta stop lying to myself. You mm. did just wake up. <sighs> Coffee. <clears throat> anyway. Well, you are disgusting <laughs> human being. <laughs> So let's start with uh, Marianne Cotton, huh? 
Let's do it. Yeah. So, it's a cold October. A chill wind rushes through the ramshackle buildings of Low Morsley and Tyne and Ware, Durham County, England. Uh, yeah, that's the name. Low uh, Morsley and Tyne and Ware. That's one town? That's one town. Ah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, okay, real quick. Okay. <laughs> we need more town names like this. Yes. Now, I remember you complaining about the town of Indianapolis. Oh, yes. And just how awful that is. And oh, I yes. totally agree. And I think the worst thing about it is it's only one word. Yes. But but look at this. Low Morsley and Tyne and Ware. Yes. That is a town name. That is a town name. Now, if it were Indiana City in depression and <laughs> mediocrity. <Cornfields> of <laughs> poverty. <laughs> then I would live there. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, 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 okay, so. <clears throat> a barkeep relights the tabletop candle. Harsh night out, he mutters to his patrons, an odd mix of miners and craftsmen. A murmur of agreement rumbles through the smoky beer house. The customers tip back their glasses, trying to find some solace in the dark and cold. A frightful Halloween it is indeed. Evil spirits are about, befuddling and bewitching the whole of England on this accursed day. It is from this darkness, perhaps because of foul spirits at play, perhaps because the last whispers of autumn have failed to the march of dreadful winter, where the world lies cold and dying, that Mary Ann Cotton drifts into life. It's 1832, and a dark story has begun. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Marianne Cotton was the daughter of a miner. Mm. That's a miner with an EU sick fox. Oh. But <laughs> she was mainly raised by her brother and her mother uh, after her miner father died when she was eight. He reportedly fell 150 feet down a mine shaft and was delivered home in a bag marked with the company logo. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I know. So oh, I'm gonna go out that if way. If I died at Kmart, would I like come home in a plastic bag? <laughs> Kmart on the side. If you died at Aldi, would they make you bag yourself? <laughs> uh, so, um, of course, her father's death, death caused her family to go into deep poverty. Uh, in fact, their home was tied to the mine. So, unless Mary's mother remarried, she was pretty much gonna starve. Right. Okay. Um, but it was during this time that she did get remarried uh, to a man that Mary absolutely detested. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Um, mm. So, that's how they kept their house. Her mother married another minor. <laughs> His name was like George Stott or something like that. Um, which reminded me of John Stott, who's some theologian. But Yes. Anyway. So, she left home at 16 to work as a nurse because she really just hated living with this guy. Uh, and she returned when she was 19 and became a dressmaker and general seamstress. Okay, cool. She got married to a man named William Mowbray. <laughs> Mowbray. Wait, I thought she was married. Oh, wait, did I say that already? Yeah, so she was married and, like, she got married to William Mowbray either when she was working as a nurse or when she came home. The details are a little fuzzy. Okay. Uh, but the point is she's married. Got it. Uh, and this is where things begin to grow dark. <laughs> well, it's the Industrial Revolution in London. I mean, it's foggy and sooty. It's close and sad, and there are children working everywhere. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, well, that's enough about her early life. How about we move on to Caligula? Okay. Well, Caligula was born on August 31st in 12 AD, or 12 CE, if you are a heathen. <laughs> yes. Uh, now, Caligula was not named Caligula. Not oh. his birth name. You know, Caligula's such a badass sounding name. I know. Hmm. Well, not until... Wait, wait until you hear what it means. Okay. Uh, so Caligula's actual name was Gaius Julius Caesar Augustus Germanicus. <laughs> Jesus which Christ. Which I'm going to name all my children. I, I was going to say, this is like the town names thing. <laughs> right, like, exactly. We should, we should err on the side of too much as opposed to too little. Exactly. 
so Germanicus. Yes. Uh, so when little Gaius Julius Caesar Augustus Germanicus was just a little little boy, he was with his daddy doing what all daddies should do with their young sons. Ah. Murdering German tribesmen. Oh, yes. My favorite yes. pastime. <laughs> Many fond memories. Uh, <laughs> His dad was the famed General Germanicus, who was a really successful Roman general who took over parts of Germany and killed a bunch of Germans. Oh, so uh, my question is, um, yes. how many Germans did he kill? All of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't kill all of them. Rome never conquered Germany. Yeah. Only parts of it. But I don't know. <laughs> so one day in Germany, when little Gaius Julius Caesar Augustus Germanicus was with his dad, his dad gave him a small set of soldier boots, which are called Caligae. Okay. The soldiers then fondly gave little Gaius Julius Caesar Augustus Germanicus the nickname Caligula, which essentially means little booties. <laughs> <laughs> and that's booties as in tiny shoes for babies, oh. not asses. Oh, bummer. Bummer. <laughs> uh, don't worry, though. We'll get enough of both kinds before this story is <laughs> Oh, <over>. good. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, Gaius Julius Caesar Augustus Germanicus would go the rest of his life by the nickname Caligula. Little booties. So yes, this <laughs> means that when he was Emperor Caligula, this was basically equivalent to calling him Emperor Little Booties. That's hilarious. <laughs> Emperor uh, Little Booties. Uh, I don't know, still an epic name. I, I'd there's a Trump it. joke hiding in there somewhere. <laughs> he's He's got a big booty. Let's not, let's not joke around. <laughs> Not that I know. Tiny hands. <laughs> Would that be like manula or something like that if you were talking about his hands? I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know Latin. I, I thought I knew Latin. I passed the classes, but um, I don't know Latin. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, but for now, Cal Caligula is not emperor. However, his dad, General Germanicus, is the named heir to Emperor Tiberius. But then Germanicus dies, and the Emperor Tiberius dies, but not before naming Caligula his heir. Oh. So Caligula is emperor. Yay! And all is well and good in the empire. Good! Everybody is super happy with Caligula. In fact, the people call him names like Our Baby <laughs> and Our Star. Oh! And one historian said literally everybody in the Roman Empire loved Caligula. Wait a second, <laughs> I thought this guy was terrible. Uh, well, yes. Uh, I mean, no, or at least not yet. Uh, oh. He actually starts off as one of the best emperors that Rome ever saw. Oh, this is going to be a tragedy, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, he did such things as give a bunch of money and bonuses to the Roman soldiers, allowed exiles to return to the empire, gave a bunch of money to the poor people, exiled or imprisoned sexual deviants. Well, it's Rome. I know, so what they must have thought was sexually deviant, I don't want to know. Oh, they're like <laughs> fucking a statue or some shit. <laughs> A lot of lube. <laughs> need a lot of lube to fuck a statue, oh, everybody. How do you know? Uh, I learned from experience. Come on, it's on my resume. God damn it! That's. I mean, I can't figure out why I can't get a job. <laughs> Fucked a statue. Doesn't that show dedication? <laughs> Doesn't that show the ability to work hard? I don't know. Uh, works hard. <laughs> oh jeez. So anyway, he exiled or imprisoned you're sexual. A bad little statue, aren't you? Mm, you're just such a naughty, naughty. Little I'm gonna piece quit this rock. goddamn show. <laughs> Right now! <laughs> no! Uh, he also held a bunch of games and festivals for the Roman people and remodeled the imperial tax system so that it wouldn't hurt the average citizen as much. Wow. Yep. So the Roman historian Philo says that the first few months of Caligula's reign were utterly blissful for the empire. Nice! Yeah, so what could go wrong? Uh, he could get sick. He did get sick. Uh, <laughs> he got really sick. Oh, God. Almost to the point of death sick. Oh. If he had died here, he probably would have gone down in history as one of the best Roman em emperors the Empire ever had. 
Unfortunately, though, he didn't die. Unfortunately, he didn't die. Now, that's a... That's an odd sentence. That's an odd sentence. And I don't say that lightly. Applicable <laughs> applicable to three people. Yes. Caligula, Hitler, and me. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. Uh, he recovered from his illness and was forever changed. And not in a good way. <sighs> he was an entirely different person. Crazier eviler and killier oh more on this later <laughs> jesus okay well um i think it's time to take another quick break oh uh, yeah um i need like another pack of cigarettes and another gallon of coffee i need to meditate and pray for your forgiveness i need to shoot statue. my dick off is what i need to do you joke yeah I we'll be right back i need to shoot my dick off and we are back to we talk about dead people and we're gonna talk about the dead person mary and Cotton's adult life. She's not dead yet, though. Remember, okay. it's the 1800s, and she's yes. still alive. And she's happily married to William Mowbray. Uh, Good. But then things get decidedly unhappy. They lose four children to various illnesses. Oh, jeez. William suddenly dies of an intestinal disorder. That's awful. I know. <laughs> uh, but things are not what all bad. <laughs> things are not all bad. Uh, Marianne Cotton collects 35 pounds from William's life insurance policy. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is roughly equivalent to a half year's worth of wages back then. Nice. Uh, so now she's a widow, uh, and she packs up her two surviving children and moves to Seaham Harbor, which is known at the time for being a sanctuary uh, city for undocumented seafaring hogs. Uh, can you say that again? Seaham uh, uh, Harbor, known for being a sanctuary city for undocumented seafaring hogs. See, all I'm picturing is a bunch of pigs on a ship. Yep, that's what you're supposed to picture. <laughs> okay, well, uh, this just gets more confusing. Uh, Go on. So here she began a relationship with a man named Joseph Natras. Mattress. <laughs> uh, uh, but it wasn't meant to be. Shortly thereafter, her daughter died of typhus, leaving her with a one to nine birth death ratio, which is pretty outstanding for that time. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, running on empty, so. Mary sends her remaining daughter back to live with her mother and starts working again as a nurse, taking up employment at the uh, the um, Sunderland Infirmary, House of Recovery for the Cure of Contagious Fever Dispensary and Humane Society. Wow, they really liked long names back then. <laughs> Ooh, and good for them. Yeah, yeah. You know, it'd better. probably be today. It'd be like an acronym, like. The SI or something, which is just KGB. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So wait, long wait. names, everybody. So let's see. Uh, if it were an acronym, it'd be Just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so one day, uh, Mary is working in the infirmary, and she's checking the pulse of a probably dead patient, and she looks up. And at this very moment, she sees her future. Whoa. There in the bed across from her is one beautiful, beautiful man <laughs> dying of some kind of illness. Oh. <laughs> His name is George Ward, and he's Mary's next target. Ooh. They marry in St. Peter's Church in Monkwearmouth. Monkwearmouth? <laughs> Monkermouth? I don't know. Uh, but it, it looks like Monkwearmouth, so I don't know. Okay. Uh, so things are looking good for Mary, right? Yeah. No. Uh, he dies two uh, months later because he was still sick. Oh. Uh, the doctor who did the autopsy said that while old George had been suffering from cholera and typhoid, he had died rather suddenly. Oh. Mm -hmm. uh, so again, Mary collects the insurance money. Starting to get suspicious, isn't it? Mm. Uh, a bit suspicious. Yeah, just a bit. <laughs> Shortly after this, she meets a sailor named James Robinson. Now, James's wife, uh, Hannah, <laughs> James's wife, Hannah, had recently passed away and had hired Mary as a housekeeper to take care of both his house and his new baby. Okay. A month later, the baby dies. Mm. Oh, so James's life is in tatters and he's sitting at home one day feeling like shit, just like all Jameses do. True, uh, true. And in walks this sexy-ass maid. Hmm. 
she's dressed in a picnic blanket, and her hair just looks just so oh. hot. Oh. Yeah, so they get it on, and Mary gets pregnant. So were picnic blankets just uh, normal garb for this historical time uh, period? Normal garb for Mary Ann Cotton. Okay. Definitely. Good to know. And I know this because there's only one picture of her, and that's what she's wearing. <laughs> so, you know, uh, you gotta be prepared for picnics whenever the occasion is. So, so then uh, Mary goes home, uh, where her mom dies suddenly. Um, her mom complains of stomach oh. pains and just keels over. Oh, uh, and Mary's daughter from her previous marriage then moves home with Mary again. And shortly after moving home, Mary's daughter begins suffering from stomach pains and dies. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, hmm. <laughs> a little fishy. Yeah. Hum. <laughs> so, uh, uh, then yeah. two of James Robinson's children die after complaining of stomach pains. And Mary collects the life insurance money. You yep. know, I have a stomach ache right now, and it is the most inopportune time to uh, have a stomach ache. Do you have a life insurance policy, James? Shit. <laughs> So Mary and James have a child that dies. <laughs> okay. I know, God, everyone's Whoa. dying. Meanwhile, Mary is nagging James constantly to get a life insurance policy. Sure, sure. And this sets off his murder alarm. <laughs> uh, he discovers that she's 60 pounds in debt, which again, that's a full year's wages. Yeah, right, um, okay. And she's also stolen 50 pounds from him directly. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, after that, you know, she's been... Um, training the surviving children to pawn off things from the house. Uh, and James is like, this isn't cool, so he makes a good move and throws her out. Oh, good, good um, for James. So now Marianne Cotton, the woman who's probably killed all of her children, is living right. on the streets. Okay. And she has friends. She, um, <laughs> really? Uh. Yeah. And one of her friends introduces her to a guy named Frederick Cotton. Yeah, mm. so this is where she gets the name. Cotton. Yeah. Now, Fred has just lost two of his children to sickness. Uh, and Mary makes her... Huh. Oh, God. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. How are you doing? <laughs> My apologies. I shouldn't have eaten those cigarettes. <laughs> they just so, go down so smoothly. Though. Yeah. Fred has just lost two of his children to sickness, and Mary makes her move, consoling him in the death of his two children by offering him some sweet, sweet ass. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Now, it's probably worth Too noting much. that Frederick Cotton is currently married. Doesn't, oh. doesn't matter. They get married anyway, making Frederick a classic bigamist. Yeah. As opposed to an unclassic bigamist? An unclassic bigamist. Yeah. He's a classic bigamist. Ah, good. <laughs> so uh, it's about this time that Mary discovers that her old lover, Joseph Natras, mm, yes. uh, was freshly single and looking to dingle. <laughs> so... Never say that word again. <laughs> So Mary, Never. Okay, fine. <laughs> dingle, dingle, dingle. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> so Mary convinces Fred to move their family to a place near Joseph, uh, where she probably begins to bang him. Mm, of course. Yeah, so Fred Cotton starts getting suspicious, but no matter, he dies from gastric failure <laughs> shortly oh after God. he begins to voice worry. Gastric failure? Yup. So with Fred out of the way, Joseph Natras moves in. Mary starts working for another dude named John Quick Manning. And this goes as well as you think, because Mary, along with the employment and a good paycheck, gets a baby out of the deal. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. she's banging John Quick Manning, and he was a quick man. <laughs> you know, I'm still stuck on this gastric failure yeah, thing. That uh, is but I'm thinking awful. about John Quickly Manning Mary. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, quick Manning, uh, that's, that's probably like a bad nickname. It's just super, super fast. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but now she's got too many babies, right? Yep. Sure, yeah. So uh, two of them die from gastric failure. Oh, God, there it is again. <laughs> uh, Natras also dies a little later. Oh, Same not thing. Natras. Gastric failure. Mm. Uh, so things are looking a little murdery. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. that's where we'll stop for now. When we come back, we'll talk about Mary C Ann Cotton's end and death. 
I hope it doesn't involve gastric failure. Uh, yeah, I hope it doesn't involve Caligula, because they're basically the same thing. <laughs> uh, Caligula is gastric failure, like, manifest. You heard it from us. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Drudge Report, Fox News, Breitbart. And we are back to We Talk About Dead People, and I am wearing bamboo underwear. Uh, say that again? <laughs> I am wearing bamboo underwear. Proudly. Uh, I'm intrigued. <laughs> Please <laughs> Tell me more. Uh, well, doesn't uh, that hurt? <laughs> uh, just a little bit. Um, and, you know, the panda's gnawing on my undergarments now and then. You know, kind of a pain. But hey. Well, hey, they're an endangered species. Yeah, right. So Do I'm doing them can. a favor. I go to the zoo. I just stand on the fence and they <laughs> climb right up and, you know, munch away. And there's nothing the zoo people can do. They, um,. <laughs> they have to let it happen because the pandas just, they need to survive, and I'm I helping. I they do. <laughs> I am helping. Uh, but by the way, people, don't buy bamboo underwear. They ride up you on, on you like a motherfucker, <laughs> and they're basically shitty all around. So, um, uh, wow. It would also help if you didn't buy them two sizes too small, which is what I did. Mm. Um, so I have to, like, open the front flap. In oh, order so to that's f- why you've been doing that, right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh. So uh, let's, uh, what's that? Uh, hey, James. Um, yeah. What do you got there? What is that? Is this? that? What is that button? Oh, what do you? Uh, don't don't push that. Welcome, friends, Romans, countrymen, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages. Welcome to candid questions about Caligula. What the fuck? You install the game show? I'm your favorite host, Sir James the Masterful, and I'm here with my guest, Aaron C. What is going on? Now, Aaron, before I outline the rules of the game, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience? Uh, Tell us, Aaron, why do you want to be on this show? What are your dreams? What's your favorite type of amphibian? Why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? Uh, well, I'm 22, single, and I fucking... Now, the rules of the game are simple. I, your host, will ask you a series of questions about the Emperor Caligula's life. Uh, Okay. For each question, I will present you with three potential answers. Two of these answers will be true, while one of them will be false. Your job is simple, Aaron. All you have to do is tell me which of the three facts is false. Okay. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if Aaron successfully answers these questions, he will be the proud new owner of this pristine maroon 1983 Cadillac DeVille. Oh, shit! Woohoo! So, Aaron, are you ready to begin? Uh, alright, let's go. Question number one. Caligula was reportedly a family man. Here are three alleged facts about Caligula's relationship with his family. Which of the following is false? Number one. After recovering from his illness, Caligula murdered his cousin, his cousin's son, his father-in-law, his brother-in-law, and exiled two of his sisters. Number two. It is reported that during his reign, Caligula regularly engaged in intercourse with his three sisters. Until one died of a fever and Caligula was so overcome by grief that he exiled the other two. I hope that didn't fucking happen. Or number three. After his mother died, Caligula recovered her bones, had them encased in solid gold, and the bones buried on the moon. Uh, oh god. So the first two happened? Fuck. Three, obviously. Correct! And that is one point for our champion, Aaron. Next question. Question two. Caligula was somewhat of a spender. Which of these three options is false? Number one. 
Emperor Tiberius, who was emperor before Caligula, built up a huge treasury. At his death, Tiberius reportedly had stocked up millions of gold pieces that would roughly equal between 270 and 330 billion dollars in today's money. Holy shit! After becoming emperor, Caligula spent all of this money on lavish parties and gifts and quickly ran the empire into crippling debt. Oh. Number two. Okay. Caligula created a Roman equivalent of Bitcoin. Well, okay. <laughs> and number three, Caligula regularly bathed in a bathtub full of golden coins, drank pearls dissolved in vinegar, and decorated his entire palace with various jewels. Okay, what the fuck? I hate saying this, but number two, because that answer makes no sense. Correct! Oh. And that is another point for Aaron. <sighs> Moving on to question number three. Ugh. Caligula was somewhat of an eccentric in dress and behavior. Eccentric? Eccentric. Eccentric. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're the host. <laughs> I am, goddammit. But which of the following is just too eccentric for Caligula? Number one. Caligula would often dress as various gods, goddesses, and mythical heroes, and parade through Rome while dressed up as these characters. Number two. Caligula had a life-size statue of himself erected in Rome. The statue was solid gold, and it would be dressed in clothes every day in order to match what Caligula, Caligula himself was wearing. Or number three, Caligula refused to wear skinny jeans because even he was above wearing such terrible pants. Ugh, three. But I take offense to that question. There is nothing wrong with wearing skinny jeans. Not even if you look like me, like a barrel mounted on a pair of television antennas. Perhaps it is time to increase the difficulty of the question. Oh, Christ. So on to question number four. Caligula was somewhat of a renowned conqueror, or at least that's what he wanted to be remembered as. Which of the following is not a damned lie? <laughs> Number one, Caligula sent diplomats to the Chinese Empire and demanded that the Chinese Emperor submit to Caligula by offering 600 bulls in sacrifice. Ugh. Number two, Caligula had his army march to the coast of France and collect hundreds of thousands of seashells in order to show that he had conquered the sea and made Poseidon his bitch. Oh. Or number three, no. Caligula dressed some of his own soldiers in the garb of, garb of German barbarians, staged their capture, and then claimed that he had conquered all of Germany. Oh, it's gotta be three. That's the only thing that makes... That couldn't have happened. Oh, Aaron, I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Uh, the second and third options are both true. Uh, China didn't exist then, uh, so the first option is actually the false one. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, on to question number five. Caligula was a godly man. Which of the following is not a true? Number one, Caligula claimed that he was a god. And not just any god, but the chief Roman god Jupiter himself. Oh, shit. And he ordered that people refer to him as Jupiter. I um, do that. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> uh, number two, Caligula was fascinated with the fledgling faith of Christianity and reportedly gave huge sums of money for the construction of churches. Mm, mm. And number three, Caligula regularly claimed to talk and commune with the various gods and goddesses. He was also often seen talking to the moon at night in order to try and seduce it and bring it to his bed. Uh, so he wanted to fuck the moon? He wanted to fuck the moon. That's, that's, that's my goal. Space race, everybody. Brings a whole new light to the movie, uh, It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> what? You want the moon? <laughs> yeah! More than you'll ever know. You want to lasso up there and pull her down. She really likes to be dominated. <laughs> Brr. 
Uh, no. Okay, so it's gotta be two. There's no way he liked Christian. That's correct! And now, before we get to question six, we have to take a slight detour. Oh, we're gonna Ladies go Indiana, aren't we? and <laughs> gentlemen, it's time for the super sexy bonus round question! Uh, okay. Super sexy bonus round, and here it is. Caligula had somewhat of a rampant libido. Which of the following is dishonest as fuck? Number one. Caligula built a brothel inside his own palace and reportedly forced senators oh. to make their wives and children serve oh. the patrons of this brothel. Number oh. two, Caligula oh. was actually a eunuch. Oh. And number three, Caligula regularly had lavish bisexual orgy parties and even built what were called pleasure barges, oh, God. which are exactly what they sound oh. like. Big boats for sex parties. Oh, uh, I don't even fucking know. Correct! Caligula did build a brothel in his palace and did force his senators and their families to serve the patrons. Jesus Christ. Yes, uh, he was not a eunuch. <laughs> oh. Ladies and gentlemen, Aaron has successfully answered the super sexy bonus round question. Now there are just three questions remaining. Here's question six. Caligula enjoyed pranking and taking advantage of the normal citizens of Rome. Here are three options as to what he did. Okay. Number one. Caligula would often pass new laws and then make these laws public knowledge by having them inscribed with tiny writing on plaques. These plaques would then be posted at the top of tall pillars, making them nearly impossible to read. Such a dick. He would then hold people accountable to these laws since they were public, and regularly torture, kill, and imprison those who broke the laws. What the fuck? Number two. Caligula would often attend public auctions and force people to keep bidding higher and higher. This would often lead people to complete destitution and sometimes even suicide after spending far too much money. Oh! Or number three, at one of these auctions, a senator in the audience started falling asleep and began nodding his head as drowsiness overtook him. Caligula told the auctioneer to count each nod of the senator as a bid. Oh. The senator later awoke to find that he had spent <laughs> 90,000 gold pieces to buy 13 gladiators. <laughs> The third one can't possibly be true. Trick question! Oh. All three are true! What the fu That's bullshit! I didn't know that was an option! On to question number seven. Fuck you! Caligula had a- Suck a dick! On to question number seven. Oh god. Caligula had a thing for torture and death. Did he really? Here are your three options. Number one, Caligula held and attended many gladiatorial games and would often throw helpless audience members to the lions and beasts down below. Oh fuck. Number two, Caligula enjoyed watching people being tortured. He reportedly had people thrown off buildings and sawed in half while he ate breakfast because this only increased his appetite. That's messed up. Or number three, Caligula murdered wealthy people who had him in their will so that he would inherit their goods and money sooner. In one case, when Caligula killed one man, it was found that this man actually had no money in his name. Oh. Caligula responded to this surprise by saying, Oh dear, he died in vain. Oh, uh, what? Oh, uh, it's got- the third one couldn't possibly- that sounds like something you definitely made up. Again! Trick question! They are all true! Oh, oh! Oh no! Fuck you! And now, ladies and gentlemen, that last and final question. Caligula really loved his horse named Incitatus. But okay. just how much did he love the horse? Aaron, here are your three options. Number one. Caligula built a lavish stable for his horse, complete with an ivory stall, a marble manger, and a jeweled collar. Okay. Number two, Caligula ordered that no noise be made around the stable during the night so that his horse could sleep well each night. 
Making noise near the stable at night was punishable by death. Of course it was. Or number three, allegedly Caligula tried to make his horse a consul, but but died before this act to be carried out. Uh, this is definitely a trick question. They're all true. Correct! They are all true! Or at least they are allegedly true. And that, ladies and gentlemen, ends today's series of candid questions about Caligula. Oh, thank God. Now, Aaron, I have some bad news for you. Oh. You were unsuccessful in answering all questions correctly. So unfortunately, that pristine maroon 1983 Cadillac DeVille cannot be given to you. It will instead be thrown into the inferno of hell. No! Come on! But Aaron, you did answer the super sexy bonus round correctly. And as such, you have earned a special prize. Oh, uh, uh, what is it? A twice-used sock and an unlimited supply of dank memes! Bullshit! What millennial bullshit is this? You can keep your fucking sock! It's all crusty and shit! That about does it for our show, everyone. Bullshit! Please support us on Patreon. Fuck you! Get over here! And we are back to We Talk About Dead People, and we're gonna talk about Marianne Cotton. Sorry. I was possessed by a demon. That will never happen again. No, don't lie. It will happen again. We (laughs) all Uh, so, we're going to talk about Marianne Cotton's end and death. Yeah. So she has a long line of murders behind her. And right. She, she's looking for work again, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. She finds employment from a guy named Thomas Riley, a churchman, who asks her to take care of a woman who is sick with smallpox. Hmm. Uh, but apparently it's a lot of work because she complains that the last surviving cotton boy is just always in the way. Uh-oh. So she asks the churchman to help get him committed to a workhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Industrial Revolution. <laughs> oh, what a good mom. Yeah, so this churchman does the decent thing and says no. <laughs> good. Uh, because that's just wrong. Right. <laughs> and she's quoted as saying the following. I won't be troubled long. He'll go like all the rest of the cottons. Oh my god. No, no. Jesus Christ. Oh. So the boy dies within days. Oh, of course he does. And the churchman decides to go to the police and delays and has them delay the uh, writing of a death certificate until a full autopsy and investigation can be performed. Okay, right, so smart. Churchman's smart doing move. good things. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was discovered that Mary, after learning that her boy was dead, went straight to the life insurance office to collect instead uh. of going to the hospital <laughs> to get the body taken care of. Okay. Yeah, so a little fishy. Yeah. <laughs> we see where her priorities are. Yeah. Uh, so hmm. the cops then go in to bring uh, Mary in for interrogation. Okay. She claims that the only reason the churchman went to the cops in the first place is that she rejected his sexual advances and he was angry about it. Hmm. Now, listeners, just just go look at this woman. Seriously, go look at her, and you tell me, straight, gay, lesbian, whatever, whether or not you could see any human being hitting that. You will all say, fuck you, Aaron, I didn't want to see that today. And I'll say, fuck, I'm sorry, friend, but now you get my point. The fact is that what, that this woman managed to get impregnated 13 times is like a goddamn anomaly of biology. I think that's the real miracle of the story. Yeah, the real miracle is that this woman got impregnated 13 times. Uh, you know what, I haven't seen her, I'm going to look her up real quick. Yeah, just type uh, it in. Mary and Cotton. Yeah, and our listeners are all doing this right uh, now. Holy fuck! <laughs> <laughs> you were not lying about the picnic table blanket. Yeah, no. Oh. And she she looks like my grandma. What am I? <laughs> my drunk grandma. All right. Well, enough of that. Oh yep. Well, anyway. So she. <laughs> 
<laughs> so in the in the autopsy, they find arsenic in the poor kid's body. Oh, yeah. So she goes to jail. Yeah, good, good things happen sometimes. And she's put on trial, and her tr- lawyer just offers the shittiest defense you can imagine. <laughs> okay. He says the wallpaper was poisonous or some shit. It's bullshit. I don't know. So she's condemned for 90 minutes. Or, I'm sorry, condemned what? for 90 minutes. <laughs> She's condemned in 90 minutes. Okay, uh, good. Apparently the whole trial, she just scowled and stared straight ahead, and she claimed she was innocent many times, but would say nothing else. That's not very convincing. <laughs> After she was given the death sentence, she desperately wrote to the Office of the Crown to attempt uh, to be granted clemency, hmm. and uh, it didn't happen. So she okay. was hanged in March of 1873. Her executioner was a man named William Calcraft, who was okay. one of England's most prolific executioners. <laughs> really? Yeah, he was also one of England's most notoriously bad executioners. <laughs> so predictably, it was a botched execution. Instead okay. of dying from her neck breaking, Marianne Cotton dangled at the end of the rope, super not dead until, and, and really not dying quickly oh. enough. So, uh, uh. Calcraft just stood on her shoulders until she died. <laughs> which must have looked absolutely stupid That's as amazing. fuck. Uh, but hey, it got the job done badly, but it got the job done. <laughs> we gotta do a show on this dude. Yeah. Actually, oh. yeah. We might have to. Wow. It's got his own Wikipedia page. Botched it, executioners. It, it talks all about all the executions <laughs> he just completely fucked up. This man is my favorite. I know. It's just a saint of oh. the patron saint of executions. Wow. So uh, let's. Uh, so she's dead. <laughs> let's move over to Caligula and kill him too. <laughs> so how did Caligula die? Well, Caligula eventually decided that he wanted to leave Rome, move to Egypt, and be worshipped as a god for the rest of his days. <laughs> We've all been there. Yep. Uh, this was kind of the last straw for the Roman people and the Senate. Yep. So one day, three of Caligula's own guards murdered him by stabbing him 30 times. Wow. Then his loyal Germanic guard found his body and went on a killing frenzy throughout Rome. And that's about it. <laughs> what? He had a Germanic guard? Yeah, like super loyal Germanic warriors, and they weren't with him when he got killed, so they were super mad and killed a bunch of people. Wow. Yeah, I want a Germanic guard. Yeah, they would kill everyone if I was killed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, Well, that about wraps it up. (laughs) So, uh, who was worse, James? Uh, Caligula. Aw, come on. Did he poison children? No? Then no. No. He probably fucked a horse, so I don't know. damn, dude, I didn't know that. Well, he made the horse a console. Uh, wow, so, um, win-win for the horse. Jesus fucking Christ, Aaron. just saying! You need to stop. You need to die. I'm working on it. Arsenic isn't quick. My stomach hurts. You probably just need alcohol. Let's go upstairs. Yeah! So, uh, how are you going to spend the rest of your day, James? Mm, uh, cocaine and Mountain Blade. Well, I've heard of cocaine, but is, is Mountain Blade like a drug, too? More or less. Cool. I'm going to go to my room and stare at a loaded revolver for a few hours. Cool. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I think it's time to bring our show to an end for today. Feel free to send all your hate mail to wetalkaboutdeadpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. We will read all of it and not along. If you hate us, you're probably right. If you like us, though, please consider funding the show by becoming a patron on patreon.com. That's patreon.com slash wetalkaboutdeadpeople. Uh, even as little as a dollar, as much as it costs to buy a shitty Metallica album at the flea market, helps tremendously. Uh, with all that being said, um, oh, by the way, and if you can't, 
pay to help support the show, just give us a like on Facebook or yeah. tweet at us or something. That a five star review or whatever on. We know you need that Metallica album. Yeah. <laughs> so, Load and reload. Yeah, exactly. Uh, less than a dollar. Anyway. Uh, um, but yeah, you know, it really helps if you just send us a like on Facebook or a good review. Um, I know it, it's a pain in the ass. I've listened to dozens of podcasts where they ask for this thing and I've just never done it. But take just like a split second and hit the five star button. Um, it really, really does help us out. Um, but anyway, with all that being said, we'll be uh, we'll close the show and let the sweet sounds of Caligula murdering children play. <laughs> <laughs> I write just for you But others hearing this may find Things they would argue